0: Aloha, how's it everybody? Uh, back here with another book review for you. This one's called The Archaic Revival by Terence McKenna. A lot of amazing ideas and a lot of ideas that I think are really attractive and a lot of ideas that, in my opinion, can explain kind of what we're going through today in the wake of all the riots and all the chaos and all the inequality. And I, I think it stems from language. And in this book, Archaic Revival by Terence McKinnon, he talks a lot about language. Some of you are probably familiar with Lao Tzu who has the theory, becomes your thoughts, become your beliefs, become your words, become your actions, become your habits. I think it's called metacognition, thinking about thinking. What kind of words do you use? Every one of us knows someone that we don't really wanna be around. And at least for me, when I think of that person, It starts with their language. That's like the first cue. I think if you're honest with yourself, you can find somebody in your life or maybe somebody that was previously in your life. And if you think about the language they use, that's probably the reason why you don't want to be around them. On the flip side of that, everybody in our life has somebody we admire. And I'm willing to bet that that person you admire, part of them, part of what you admire about them is the way they make you feel is the language they use to make you feel a certain way they see things in you that maybe you didn't see in yourself or they see things in the world different they can paint you a picture of a different scenario that maybe you haven't thought of but that all stems from our language there's a theory called sapir wharf theory is that our language determines our thought in fact your linguistic ability determines your cognitive ability. And just, I'm going to pause for a minute and say that again, because it's so, it's so important. It's such a big subject. Your linguistic ability determines your cognitive ability. We've all seen like great speakers where you get up and you, they say things. and Much like the person you admire it seems like they're really intelligent. They may not be, but it seems that way. It seems they have a clearer picture. And in fact, if you look at anyone who's in a real position of authority, it's usually, someone who is successful and in a position of authority is usually a really good communicator. That means they usually have a very good vocabulary. And if you have a good vocabulary, you can explain things different. You can see things different. In today's world, it seems to me In the world of Twitter of like 240 characters or in the world of today where we see headlines or press releases or you go on like the Drudge Report and you just read the headlines. I mean, you're getting such a small, minimal view of what's really going on. And for so many people, they, they choose not to read past the headlines. That's what clickbait is about, right? When you go on the internet and you just see these ostentatious headlines of that get you to click on things. It's like this mental gymnastics they get us to do in order to, to click on things. That's all part of the Sapier War theory. And I think how it connects to our problems today is our language has allowed us to see the planet, the galaxy, the universe as this entity for us to conquer for us to tackle for us to extract resources from and you can make the case it's an ideology that we have but more than an ideology i think it's the language we use and if you look back to when societies get into trouble in the dark ages they had the renaissance and i i would make the argument much like terence mckenna makes it in this book the archaic revival That we need to look back to a time when things worked more effective and efficiently and he makes the argument for an art he calls it the archaic mind and the difference between what we have now which is pretty much scientific materialism versus the archaic mind the main difference is that in the archaic mind people believed in a connection to the earth People believed in trying to find a way to move forward as as part of the earth, as as an organism. Like Much like a, a tree grows apples, the earth grows people. And that particular philosophy, I think, leads to a better place than where we are today. If we continue down the path we're on today, the methods of high energy resource extraction and commodification of even the most abstract ideas things like commercial paper or credit default swaps and we're so caught up in this commodification of everything we've gotten away from reality and you're starting to see the cracks you're starting to see the societal breakdown it's been with us for a long time but we're getting to the point now where if we don't make a conscious decision to change the language we use and change the world we live in, change the, st- the authority structure, then we're gonna end up in a situation that is gonna ha- not only harm the planet, but harm a large percentage of people living on this planet. Another interesting point he talks about is that there's been lots of anthropologists who have studied non-literate cultures. And one thing that they have found in those literate cultures is an absence of mental disease. It's If you just take a moment to pause and think about that, a lot of preliterate cultures have an absence of mental disease. That in itself is powerful, but let's break it down a little bit further. Think about the word disease. Dis-ease. Something in your life is incredibly difficult. That's why you have disease or dis-ease. Mental dis-ease is like cognitive dissonance, trying to hold two different ideas in your head. When you're working for a multinational corporation and your job is to treat the employees like numbers, you know, the guy that sits on the board of directors says well hey how come this number isn't working right and then it flows downhill and then the immediate person in an authority position has to go to that actual person who's not a number and say hey why are you not performing at a level that is profitable to us that's what the people on the top they see people as numbers what they don't see is that that person is a human being maybe that person got in a fight with their spouse or maybe that person's child just died or maybe that person has something going on in their life and this is an example of what causes dis-ease or disease or mental disease. And it's, it's becoming rampant, not only in our culture, but in every culture. And I believe it's a direct reflection of the language we use. But I think that if we make a conscious decision to see the planet as a living organism, you know, something that we're in partners with, not set against, you know, that we can move forward and, and into this new age, you know, instead of a instead of this crisis happening in front of us, maybe it's a rebirth. It's an incredible opportunity for you listening to this and all of us to change our lives. And you can do it really fast by changing the language you use. If you get anything from this video, I hope you choose to do that. I hope you choose to use words that are empowering. And if you do it for a week, I think that you'll find a big difference in not only how you feel about yourself, but I think you'll find a difference in your relationships.